Hello, everyone in the podcast universe. This is Gayish. The podcast that hasn't come out to its grandma yet, because it's hoping the problem will take care of itself in a few years. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Actually, that worked for me. Um, uh, I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. And we're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality. That's true. What do you think of our new tagline? Me or everyone, because I love well, it. Yeah, I, I think it's good, too. Yeah. It's not as funny as I would want, but I think, yeah. you know, it. that's what we're trying to do, right? Uh, and today we're going to talk about fag stags. That's true. Oh. And we have a guest joining us in a little bit, Doug and Koviak. Yeah. Um, but before that. Before that. Uh, so, uh, corrections. Okay. So last week when we sat down and talked to my brothers, one, one correction, um, about Uncle Tommy, uh, he never actually was married. He did indeed have a daughter, but, uh, Murph is mistaken about that, which I don't, I don't blame him at all. We were all very young and he even younger than I. So, um, it's not, that surprising that little bits of family lore would be incorrect. But I personally blame him a really? whole lot. Yeah, we strive for facts <laughs> and truth on this podcast. So, yeah, he's never allowed he's on ruining again. The journalistic integrity of gay, <laughs> clear journalistic integrity. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, and then the other thing, there'll be plenty of time for us to talk about this uh, as as the podcast goes on. I'm sure, and uh, I need to come out of the closet. Um, uh, Again. so my, my, my husband Trevor and I are, are separated and we're looking at like, it's in the high nineties percentile that, that we're headed for a divorce. And so, uh, that's why I've been so sad lately. Um, I'm, I'm sure I'm just, I'm sorry. I laughed <laughs> you talking about your sadness, but I don't think that's necessarily come through on the podcast. Yeah, I, but... I, no, I, I, I just want everybody to know, like as awesome as I have been on the podcast, <laughs> It's despite crushing depression with all the shit going on in my personal life. So it is a front. Mike is really boring in person. <laughs> and he just saves it all up for this like one hour of fun. That's right. It's it's just a fun gasm. Yeah. <laughs> and then a refractory period of, of several days. <laughs> um I, I never actually made this correction and I should. Um I thought what was that beer that I thought was a beer? It had the word 65 at the end. And that's Michelob, not, Michelob 65. 65. It is not I was a beer. I convinced it was a beer, but uh, Michelob Ultra is apparently their low-calorie beer. I thought there was some beer that had the like numbers at the end that was calories. I was just wrong. There might have been. I just don't know why I thought I was right about the name of a beer. Maybe. Any facts about beer, I don't... <laughs> like. I trust you and not me. I wanted to say, we've been getting a lot of really nice comments and texts and some people telling us their straightest and gayest things, uh, which has been really, really awesome. So yeah. we really appreciate everyone who listens and says nice things and uh, joins the Facebook group and, and talks with us. It's been it's been really nice. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you very, very much. We're, we're, we're clearly seasoned professionals mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and um, th it gives us the courage to go on. <laughs> That's a good segue there. I learned a couple things sitting down with your brothers okay. uh, uh, about the podcast. I didn't really think about one is that we have no idea what we're doing. That's one thing I realized. <laughs> so like you left the room and I was sitting down with them and we were about to start and they were looking at me as if like, Hey, what's the plan? What's the approach? Like, and I was just going to hit start. Yeah. And I realized in that moment, like, 
oh, like, you and I just sat down and started recording shit. Yeah. We have no idea. And the fact that they expected me to be like, you should say, like, I should have been like, hey, you're going to say your names and introduce yourself and whatever. Nope. We yeah. just record <laughs> and then we start saying a bunch of words. Yeah. Well, I, I've had this thought a couple of times that we need to be more prepared. We need to be more, like, we should have... Know your sources. <laughs> exactly. But <laughs> but uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm realizing, it's, you don't want to ruin the magic, right? Like, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't want to part the kimono. And is that a real metaphor? <laughs> it's a it's a real saying. Oh, that's it's Japanese. It means to like like I I think it means to like show your pussy, but it's oh. like it's like you don't want to look what you don't want to look at what's under the kimono because that ruins the effect. Well, I mean, if it's a pussy, I don't. But if it's if it's a dick, oh, I'm I'm gonna part the kimono. Right, well, okay, With my mouth. <laughs> um, something else that I realized from your brothers hmm. is. Uh, we take breaks, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I don't know why we do that, because I could just edit them out. Like, we don't have to tell everyone we're taking a break, and then give three seconds of silence, and then pick up. I love, I know, I know that, like, taking breaks, I, I forget which brother it is, actually. One of my brothers loves it. Yeah, I, oh, I, Murph, think, it's I think it was Murph, yeah. He but does. I don't, but why do we do it? Why do, why do, are we, like, setting oh. ourselves up for commercials in yes. the future? Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. I think, here's, here's the, here's the progression. I think what we'll do is we'll, we'll do a couple of fake commercials. Okay. Probably for Bud Light Lime, because we've already and, <laughs> given them a couple nods. And, and, <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then, and then, uh, then eventually we'll have, like, our audience is already used to it. Yeah. Right? They know yeah, we're going to take a break and it's going to be amazing. Do you think in the ad for we're going to have to bleep out the name, so it's going to be a complete waste of however much we charge. <laughs> a new innovative tech company for the future is... And then everyone's going to be like, what the fuck was that an ad for? Yeah. I have no idea. Oh, the other thing, completely unrelated, that I wanted to tell you is I uh, hooked up with a dude recently, and he said, like, a, a mixture of the most devastating and hilarious thing that I've... That, like, just very casually, so like, after we got done, like doing our monkey business and, you know, tickling the, the, the elephant's tusk. <laughs> That's also a Japanese saying. After parting the kimono, what did, what did you do? Um, he said to me, usually I have a gag reflex, but your dick fit nicely. <laughs> <laughs> and I think he was trying to be nice to me, but I don't think he realized that he said like, wow, your dick didn't reach the, the back of my throat, which was cool. <laughs> Congratulations at having a not gigantic penis. Well, I've never like really worried too much about the size of my dick, and now I'm like, ah, man, why didn't I like gag the shit out of that dude? Maybe I just wasn't like, maybe I wasn't trying hard enough. Maybe I could have thrusted harder. Now my goal is to hook up with him again and just choke (laughs) the shit out of him with my penis or otherwise. Maybe you just have boyfriend dick. Oh, I'd, look, I'd, I'd be cool with that. You, you know, do you know boyfriend dick? Yeah, I, th- I think only because you told me what it is. Oh, yeah, it's so so for everybody else listening, boyfriend dick is like you know, it's like Goldilocks dick. It's not too big. It's not too small. It's it's just right. Like, who doesn't love a gigantic salami? Well, if you're into dicks, you do. like if just a freak penis to hang out with. A lot of fun. I don't want to put that in me day after day. It's yeah. No. I also now just want an actual salami. That, that sounded really good. I think there's some in the fridge. Oh, really? <laughs> should, should I take a break so I can eat salami? Yeah, but not now. You have no. to earn it. Oh. Oh. <laughs> fag stags. Fag yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so a, a fag stag is a straight guy who enjoys and perhaps even seeks out the company of gay men mm-hmm. as, as friends in mm-hmm. friendship circles. Another name for uh, fag stag is fruit fly. Yeah. 
which yeah. I don't like fruit fly a fruit lot. Fly. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> you uh, said you don't like the word fag in any context, but yeah. you are surprisingly cool when you say fag stag. Like that doesn't seem to phase you. Uh, yeah, I think it's because it sounds cute. <laughs> oh, like, oh, like it's adorable. It, like. Uh, if you, if you rhyme it with something and make it sound all childish, then it's <laughs> so not, then you it's can not only as bad. S- you can only say fag when it is in a rhyme. Like, I, I would play a game called Cunt Hunt. What is, that's like, I don't know, but it sounds cute, right? <laughs> no, it sounds like a frat guy at a sorority party. <laughs> <laughs> That's a game. Million dollar idea. Don't any of you out there steal this idea. It is gold. I think I think that's a game that frat boys play every day of their lives. I think it already exists. I agree. Yeah. Or like Pussy Wussy. Well, okay. That makes it sound like uh I don't know. <laughs> like a like depressed a, pussy? Like, <laughs> like like a like a flavor of slushy or something. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> Surprisingly, no one has purchased that flavor of slushy ever because it sounds Disgusting. Can we talk about this unicorn Starbucks Frappuccino? Thing? I don't know what's happening. I don't get it. <laughs> it's, so it, it's going to be a short conversation. It just <clears throat> it just looks like unicorn cum. It's going to say like a unicorn took a dump in a cup, but like that's, <laughs> the ears works too. Um, I, it, it's apparently brilliant whoever had that idea because everyone's posting about it and talking about it. Yeah. And I think I saw online there was a rant about someone, like a, a barista, saying, like, fuck everyone who orders that. It takes me 12 minutes, yeah. and I hate you. Yeah, yeah. I have a couple of barista friends who are on that same, on, on board with that. But, like, my hands are stained with the <laughs> tears of rainbows, and it, I don't like it, and fuck all of you people. And, oh, by the way, this is, like, like a pound and a half of sugar in this one cup. Yeah, yeah. It ba- although, <clears throat> I... I like coffee that's barely coffee and mostly sugar and milk. But I, I've moved away from frappuccinos. Like, I, I feel like after your teenage years, like that's you get you can drink frappuccinos, but then like just grow up. Yeah, just be an adult. Yeah, you're in your thirties now. Yeah, yeah. You, you're <laughs> you're not, after thirty, you are not allowed to buy a frappuccino. Right. Done. Yeah, that that's, that ship has sailed. Yeah. Great awkward silence. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I think we have one every episode <coughs> of awkward silence. Oh, I'll oh. fill that awkward silence with me filling up my glass of wine. Oh, that's fine. I might cut that out. Good. I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, fag stags uh, is a play on the term fag hag, and the reason we're going to have Doug on a little, little bit later is because I thought he is definitely your fag stag, if not. If not also mine, because we started hanging out quite a bit. And I asked him, hey, are you uncomfortable with that being like what we call you? And he was like, no, it's great. Let's do it. So um, I, 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 has, I want to talk about that. He has he has said himself that he has lots of gay friends. Mm-hmm. Um, or And I think mostly gay friends. So that'll be really interesting to talk to him. Um, he, he will be the first person that is a part of our straight exchange program where we bring on, <laughs> bring on straight people to the show and, and, and learn from them. Yeah. Maybe teach them a thing or two. Yeah. Uh, and then we all fuck. <laughs> <laughs> on, 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 on radio. On the air? On the oh. air. Yeah, yeah. It'll be live. Yeah. It'll be really boring for them. So we'll have to like make sure to make all those like dumb porn. Whenever a porn star is like getting a blowjob, I'm like, I know it feels good. It doesn't feel that good. I've gotten a blowjob before. You are not. This is not the most immense pleasure that has ever passed over your being. Like, just, just, just stop, stop it. 
Well, and like, I like feeling like I'm pleasuring whoever it is that I'm with, but don't patronize me. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't, don't like that. Just, you need to tone it down. Yeah. You know? like, yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel like if someone made the noises that someone makes in a porn movie, I would just put my hand over my mouth. And be like, you, this is, you, you don't. do that anyway. <laughs> you want true. that done to you. <laughs> yeah. Or, or we do it to each other. Yeah. <laughs> no one duck. Yeah. Who can choke the other one out first? Ooh. <laughs> Your reaction. <laughs> I did not expect that. What was my reaction? Your reaction was like, yes, this sounds oh. like a great idea. Your, fa- your oh. face was saying, oh, yeah. Was that not your intention? I, was that not a serious suggestion? No, I mean, I, I, it's called choke bloke. I, <laughs> yeah, that's that's when you that's when that happens with an English guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of them has to be English. <laughs> yeah. Obvi, obvi. But apparently, I can't use my dick to choke you because it's not big <laughs> at least not that guy. That no, maybe he just has a deep throat. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah, that's a different <laughs> thing, but uh, maybe, maybe it's his problem. Maybe he just has a wide, girthy throat. Yeah. Now that I think about it, his throat was rather arid. Yeah. You're throat shaming him. I think <laughs> Good. Yeah. Take that person whose name I didn't say and I don't want to. Do you even remember it? To, yeah. <laughs> but I want him to put his penis in me again, so oh. I don't want him to. Fact sex. Fact sex. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> All right. The topic. Yes. One of the things that I found in my research for this episode is that a lot of these men, straight men, reach out to their gay friends once they get over the hurdle of the sexuality difference. The whole like, oh, don't hit on me. Like mm-hmm. once they once they realize that they're not that hot, then uh, they actually really like having a male perspective that isn't in competition with their chick pool. Yeah, like they can ask for advice. They can ask for how to dress they can ask about date ideas that that they they really like having that male gendered perspective without having to worry about we're going to steal their women folk yeah yeah no i found the same thing too but unfortunately like some of the things it was like like doug is a way better dresser than me. Like, and I, he dug he his, is. he dug it. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I'm a oh, no, you're, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, he is like, he, uh, and like, he asked me about decorating his apartment. He's like, what should I do? I was like, I don't fucking know. Put, put a picture up. Do you have any posters? I don't like, I have no idea. Was he the one that told you your Christmas lights look terrible? No, that was Augustia. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So unfortunately I feel like I saw the same kinds of things, but then I was like, well, that's not what I get out of the relationship because I, or I, like, I can't offer that to someone. So Doug must be getting something else out of the relationship because he does not need my fashion advice. Yeah. And in fact, would look worse if he took any of my fashion advice. Like, wear a black t-shirt and jeans every day. <laughs> It'll be great. Does, Doug, he, does so, he, does he give you good advice? Well, yeah. He was like, you can't wear those shoes. <laughs> and I was like, why? He was like, they're kind of gross. And I was like, shut up. <laughs> and then I did it anyway. <laughs> I mean, he's right, but I did it anyway. So there was the study done in 2014 that said that 90, I can't do the math that fast, 37 out of 40. That's, I'll do the math later. Oddly specific. Yeah. Uh, White, straight, male, college age athletes said that they have cuddled or spooned with another man. And um, the, the researcher said, quote, they don't realize this is something that older men would find shocking. It's older generations that think men cuddling is taboo. Now, Doug's also in his 30s, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like, So we're all 
quote unquote older men as like as far as this the study is concerned because they're looking at 18 19 20 year olds i just got really sad i know i'm sorry it's, okay. it's your crow's feet i know <laughs> <laughs> um uh, but but uh, uh i i wonder have you ever cuddled with a straight guy like is this straight guys cuddling with each other or is this like a straight guy and, and a gay guy cuddling with each other or do the straight guys that are doing all of this cuddling do they even know which it is? do they care like is well it- I had in college, I had a couple experiences, but like the cuddling led to like me blowing them. So, <laughs> I, like, <laughs> so I don't know that that's what this is talking about. No, I don't think I've ever cuddled with a straight guy. Is that how bro jobs happen? Bro job, bro. Job. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll ask Doug about this. Um, uh, what, what, who did that study, Mike? Uh, let's see. That study was done by... Yeah, are you looking it up online the, right now? No. Oh. By the... Um, uh, it was a sage journal, and it was specifically covering heteromasculinity and homosocial tactility among student athletes. That was so many words. I know. <laughs> um, wh- what year was it done in? 2014. Motherfucker. Why are you... I was trying to like... Who? What are the name of all the researchers that did it? I don't know. That Good. I could look that up. No, I don't look, look it up. <laughs> I just want you to say you don't know about something because that's what you do to me. Uh, Eric Anderson and fuck Mark you. McCormick. Go fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> that's a lie. You lied to me. Eric Anderson and Mark McCormick. Oh, I thought you said Eric McCormick. Wasn't that, that the guy in Will and Grace? Will and Grace? Yeah. I think so. Something I read said that in the U.S., before there was a label of gay, more uh, <clears throat> more men would even have like... More men would have sexual encounters, straight men would have sexual encounters with gay men, like getting a beach. Yeah. Um, if there weren't enough women around and that was, Oh Jesus, I'm spilling wine everywhere. I got really <laughs> excited about blowing straight guys. <laughs> Just wine spooged all over myself. Um, uh, they used to get like, I lost my train of thought. Yeah, there, there, was, <laughs> there, there, there was no shame in male-to-male sexual contact before there was a gay identity to run away from. Right. And then they came out, like, then people, like, that was labeled as gay, and then people were afraid of what that meant for them or being labeled as that, so then it's kind of stopped. So yeah. um, I think, yeah, I think I do think that younger people now are, like, realizing that sexuality is a little bit more fluid, and it's not you are either straight or gay, that you could, maybe a straight dude wants to cuddle with someone, and that th- that can be the end of where they go. Yeah. But... They like just cuddling with anyone. Like, yeah. I like making out with anyone. I like making out with girls, too. So, you know, just sexuality is more fluid than, you know, yes or no, gay or straight. Yeah, well, and, and fluid or not, I think the theory is just that we've made such leaps and bounds in terms of gay visibility, acceptable, uh, acceptableness of gay people in our culture. Now there is less of a reason to fear being perceived as gay, even if you're not. It's easier to be secure in your heterosexuality when it doesn't matter as much whether you're gay or straight. Yeah. Or like, it's cool if you sometimes make out, if you're a straight guy and make out with a guy, like, I feel like there's less stigma around what that means for you. And, And I think, I feel like I've heard more and more like people that are like a lot younger than me just saying like, you know, you'd be like, what are you? Are you gay or straight? And they're just like, I don't have a label for it. So I don't know. But here's what I here's what I like doing. And I think that's kind of cool, which is where I like the word queer. Um, I did. I, the word queer sounded weird to me at first and I wasn't sure about it. But the more and more I realized like, oh, like 
you have so many, you know, I'm bi, I'm pan, I'm all these different things. And if we just all say we're queer, mm. then it's like we all are kind of coming together and saying, hey, I'm not the norm. Um, and we but and we're all we're all going to be different under the queer label. But I think that's just a good way to say, like, I'm a little bit different in whatever way I want it to be. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Let's take a break. Let's take a break. And when we come back, we'll have Doug with us, hopefully. Yeah. All right. Break. Break. <laughs> All right. We are here with our good friend Doug and Koviak, part of the Straight Exchange program. So give us the two-sentence bio. Who are you? How do you know Kyle? Kyle and I used to work together. Mm-hmm. Um, I The one thing that I really like about the relationship I have with Kyle is that I moved to Detroit from Seattle and we managed to like keep a relationship. Uh, we would schedule a half hour video chat every week mm-hmm. and we would get together and we would do this and it got exciting to the point that like we kind of stopped talking about work every <laughs> week and we, we would just like bullshit. Yeah. And then when I came back to Seattle and I quit my job and you quit your job, we got to be friends outside of the office and it was so much more magical. Yeah, because and, I'm like yeah. very reserved around my like people I work with because I don't want work people knowing all my shit. But then it's like, <laughs> well, we don't work together anymore. So now I can tell you all the gross, ridiculous stuff. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm an open book at all You times. are, you're always, yes. <laughs> I remember that when you first, like, came in, like, when we first sat across from each other, you were, like, the person that talked a whole bunch. And then I would have to put in my headphones when I wanted to work. <laughs> I'd be like, yes. you keep stop talking to me real quick so I can do stuff. So when you started working together, uh, it was, was Kyle out? Did you know he was gay? Yes, I knew he was gay within the first day of me working with him. Because he, because he said words or because you heard him talking? <laughs> no, um, <laughs> meaning like, what did I say? Hey, Brosif, I'm gay. Or <laughs> did, I don't like you. You don't blast gayness at all times. I save that for the weekends. <laughs> sure, <laughs> blast gayness. All over. <laughs> I mean, just splooge gaitis. A, a hot, juicy load of yeah. gaitis everywhere. <laughs> but you did have you had a photo of you and your former partner. That's true. Yeah, I think I think like based on context, I don't think you were. Yeah, you were not broadcasting your gayness. You had a very uh, uh, fine corporate feel about it, and that's intentional. Like I, I was pretty out, and when I work, I, I like to be out, but I also don't think people automatically read me as gay. Mm-hmm. Um, so they don't automatically know. So, I mean, I have like little touches like that picture of my now ex, or I had a pride flag that was in my like pen cup holder thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and everyone, you know, it's like pretty well known, but it's not something <clears throat> that I talked about all the time. So similarly, did, did you know that Doug was straight? Did you think maybe he was gay? How did that all work? Um, I feel like I knew you were straight just because you had a wife that worked there. I now currently have an ex yes, that yeah, but worked it, there with me. Yeah. But um, And probably because like, I called you dude within the <laughs> first day. You do have, like, the, like, the... <laughs> your your way of camaraderie is very like, dude, bro, buddy, hey, up, champ. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's something straight about that. I think in the last episode we talked uh, to your brother about like when people say buddy that they that I automatically know they're straight, and I think you use the word buddy a lot. Okay, so that, that's a automatic tell. Uh, you went to Detroit. Yes. What was that like? 
Detroit was the Midwest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I used to work downtown. Um, in a big skyscraper and... You could see Canada from your window? I could see Canada plotting, just sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoying its free healthcare yeah. and... Like, like, literally the office was next to that, like, big Joe Louis fist statue you might see in a Chrysler commercial. That's a sports thing, yeah? That is a name of a boxer. Okay, got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you knew, I didn't know what okay. you were talking if about. You saw that one Chrysler commercial where like Eminem is saying how Chryslers are in, are Detroit's import. The intersection of Eminem and cars and boxing. Okay. You're just like, you're, we're fucked just here. Just dropping <laughs> straight knowledge, walking step. <laughs> Soup's butch. Yeah. Soup's butch. Totes butch. Totes. That's for you, Murph. Butch. <laughs> So you have told us that you're friends with a lot of gay dudes. Yes. So uh, yeah, let's let's start with with okay. fag stag. Have you heard that term before? Yeah. I. What does it mean to you? The, right off the bat, I feel like that's your word, oh. and and I don't. <laughs> I would not say I'm a fag stag, but I would say I'm a fruit fly. That's okay. we talked about. Okay. Yeah. No, you're right. You are not allowed to say the word stag. <laughs> <laughs> that's our word. Okay. <laughs> It's true. <laughs> uh, okay, but I mean, fag, stag, fruit fly, the same yeah. thing. But uh, what what about you makes it so you label yourself as that? I have thought a lot about it. Oh. Um, thoughts. Uh, okay, so I tend to know gay men probably out of proximity. I think that just me being in Seattle, it's a it's a gay friendly community, so I run into more of far more often than I did in Detroit. Hmm. But even in Detroit, I would start, like, becoming friends with with other gay guys. And it was totally fine and cool and plutonic. And I think what ends up happening is that because I'm an open book, I'm able to establish a level of intimacy with people because I'm... I'm I'm saying kind of, like, deep, dark things sometimes. I'm saying things that are vulnerable, and it allows other people to be vulnerable. But... In my interactions day to day, I find that like my straight guy dude bros, those buddies, they won't they won't get into that level of intimacy that I find that I will with um, any of my gay friends. So I feel like that it really fosters that kind of relationship. I that's interesting because I was like researching things about that, and that's one thing that I saw is like the benefits of straight dudes being friends with gay men is that when you're gay, you get to break all of the boundaries and stereotypes about what being a a man, a dude means. Yeah, yeah. And one of those is you get to be more emotional. And so straight guys then get to be more emotional as well when having those friends. And we have like, especially now, like, I feel like it's right away, like, we say, hey, and then it's like, let me tell you all my feelings and <laughs> thoughts, right? Like, it's just, like, the relationship we have. 1,000%. Which, yes. And you, from what it sounds like, you can't do that with your straight friends or don't do it as It's much? not the same back and forth. Hmm. So. That's hot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, okay, in fact, uh, I met up with one of my old buddies from like we we were best friends in junior high and high school straight guy lost touch with him he said uh out of the blue he was like hey i got a ticket to a ball game meet up with me and we met up we hadn't seen each other in years and he had to say that he was going to therapy and 
he came to the conclusion that he just didn't have any guy friends anymore. In this situation with that friend, that was a humongous leap and it was a very vulnerable moment. It certainly meant a lot, but like it was something that I feel like you and I could have shared uh, without as much um, uh, yeah, conflict. It'd be easier yeah, just be to like, so let easy. that roll yeah. off. I think there's like, I think that's interesting because I think there are things that people need to come out about and it's not always being gay. Like, I'm going to therapy. Like, I feel like people have to like reveal these parts about themselves and I feel like in a way everyone kind of has to come out about something about them, um, even straight people you know, have those moments totally, you're talking totally. about. So, so in my research, I've, I found this, this, this book, uh, the, the title is breaking the male code, unlocking the power of friendship. And they talk about male code, right? It's the masculine norm and vulnerability is just not allowed in modern American culture. Don't be vulnerable. Like a man is an Island. He has no feelings. He's a, a working sex machine and that's, <laughs> that's it, right? No, no further depth is allowed. And so it's, it's really interesting. They talk a lot about gay relationships, gay straight relationships also that it creates this sort of safe space, if you will, to, to open up a little bit. And, um, it's, it's really, it's really interesting. I find the same thing in my fraternity a lot that, um, it allows for a different, tone of conversation than they're used to uh, just with each other straight guys the most interesting thing is that uh working sex machine is the name of my autobiography um so uh, there's this um this list of stuff this study was done it was 160 guys they were both straight and gay and uh, who did the study mike it was Cornell University. Fuck you. Okay. Stop knowing facts and information. <laughs> what year was the study done? Where did you? What website did you find it on? Um, ha! You stumped. Burn. You're the same as me. We're both idiots. Okay, keep going. Great. <laughs> Great. Well done. <laughs> Thanks. Um, there, there were some quotes, and I'm interested in knowing like whether these quotes resonate with you or or not with your relationships with gay guys. So. Uh, first, I get a different perspective from him. It's easier for him to see both sides of the equation. Ugh. I would say that I normally get a different perspective from my gay friends, but I don't know if I always get this like bipartisan opinion. Hmm? I do seek it out because I want to hear... Like A lot of times I'm just trying to get somebody to validate how I feel about something, <laughs> but... I don't know if I always get the both sides thing just because I'm talking to a gay guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, a gay man's advice on women is the only advice you can take to the bank. They're guys, but they're not in competition Whoa. with you. Um, I've been burned by taking gay men advice. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have an example of that? Oh, boy. Um... You know, I just feel like uh, the the gay perspective on sexuality can be much more, like, fluid and open. And it's just much more common for guys to be in, uh, like, an, in an open relationship in the gay community, whereas in the straight one, not as much. And so there's a lot of, like, advice that's just like, yeah, you lie about it. You lie until you're until you die 
and you don't let anybody know that you did something or that you felt something. Like you just go do that on your own time, and then when you're with your partner, you let that go. And yeah. like gay guys will give you advice, like ah, oh, like go fuck that chick, but then like don't talk about it. Totally. Oh, huh. Interesting. And like, but are those just terrible gay guys? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's not that they're gay. It's just that they're terrible. <laughs> um, Maybe. Well, I like when I was married to a woman. Uh-huh. It was definitely this sort of understanding that you do not talk about other women, right? Like, and I wouldn't talk about other men just because of the facade. But, but that that there was this intense jealousy. But but being married to a man, you you're both men. Like you understand, like. I know I can't turn my dick off. Like, I, like I'm going to be looking, and if you just are both on the same page about that, it becomes okay. Plus, you have the opportunity to both be attracted to the same person, and like, there's a much higher opportunity to have sex, both of you, with this other person, with this guest star. Oh, a three-way. Yeah. Wow, I just got real uncomfortable. Right. <laughs> Is it because there are three of us? <laughs> no. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know why. Where's the really? <laughs> but I, and, and I know like straight people have have three ways all the time. It's just that I don't. It's for one of the people. Though. Yeah, yeah. I would say, unless someone's by. Exactly. It's it's for one person, not both. And right. And well, I haven't. And I haven't gone through that <laughs> yet. Um, or into that. So I. This has nothing to do with the notes in front of okay. me. Okay. Um, uh, would would you have a three way? I, yeah, so I, I am, I used to have a wife. Yeah. And when things were turbulent, there was like a period where we were experimenting on going on to like these like three-way apps. Ooh. And nothing most, nothing ever happened from it. It was, it was like fun to get somebody to be like, ooh, but um, it was really difficult for me to try to establish it. It was much easier for the woman to be like, hey, I think you're cute. We, and and what it kind of felt like was that you played like Red Rover in your <laughs> in the coupledom. It was it would be like one person would go to one one side and you get to fuck around and then you'd have to send a partner over the other way. Uh, usually the woman being passed around if everybody was cool with it. Wait, so would you only have a three with another chick or would you have a three with a dude? Great. Great point. I probably would only have a three-way with two women. How come? I, I mean, if the, if 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 yeah, if, if the context was you don't have to interact with him at all, right? But like, except a high five every now and then. Yeah, I assume. But, but, but for her, it was this huge turn-on fantasy. You don't have to touch each other. You just couldn't go through with it. What would be the fear? I, I don't. Like, I just don't, okay, A, I don't, I don't tend to watch or, uh, pornography that, that looks like that. So, so, uh, you only watch two, like, you only watch ladies get down on ladies? No, I think I'm, I will watch straight porn, Hmm. but I haven't, I don't watch like two dudes, a devil's three way. I've watched porn with two dudes and a chick. Really? Yeah. I like it Did when their balls like actually touch. They, or oh, okay. touch. Oh, like a DP. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah, see, I don't, I don't want to do that. And <laughs> but I mean, you could each take one end. Sure. But but see that that's the thing is like if you were 
both fucking a person. I don't want to be the mouth side. I feel like the, <laughs> the, the chance at like tooth <laughs> tooth action. Mm-hmm. I mean, like that happens when she is not being railed. When she's yeah. intensely mm-hmm. focused yeah. on only yeah. you. Okay. So, um... The mechanics. The right. Mechanics. And I don't... I'm... I am not sexually attracted to men. I know that because if I was, I'd probably be having sex with guys. Like, I've been to my fair share of gay clubs. So, here, here's another yeah. quote. This oh, is a great sure. segue. Here's another quote. What's your reaction to it? I actually wish I were gay. It sounds awesome. I'm just not. Yeah, I feel like I... <laughs> okay, I know that I stunted the ability for me to have sex in my 20s because I locked it down super early. And it, in the marriage. The marriage, marriage yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and so, like, I don't know how much that affected my confidence or how it affected, like, my view on sex, which I'm still going to therapy about. But... <laughs> I know I would go to gay clubs and I, especially with one friend, and I would just say, who in here have you had sex with? And he would just point. That guy. That guy. One time I took him out in the parking lot. I came back in and went home with someone else. You know, like, (laughs) just shit that, like, I never fathomed would be all right, okay, fun. Um, I didn't know it was possible. It, like, opens this door to the idea of sex that I never really allowed myself to have. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and like, I'm trying to be kind of more cool and open about it. I don't, I know I'm not gay and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's just like little ideas that, of, of exploration in it. Yeah. My, my middle brother, Marty, he, he said to me once that he, he thought it, it must be great. Like you wake up, you sit around in your underwear on the couch, you play video games, you bang, and then you day drink. Like, like <laughs> this is the perfect life to him. Okay. Um, but he just, that's not for him. Yeah. He's not, he's not gay. And so... Um, yeah, once you get past the crushing guilt, fear, anxiety, and depression that comes with being in the closet, it's all great. <laughs> but then two dudes control sex. Yeah. You know? But yeah. I think, I think, I do think that's one of the myths is that when you're gay, like, you'll just fuck all the time. Because, and also just the assumption that straight dudes always want to fuck everything all the time. Like, there are some times when my now ex, but my boyfriend at the time, wanted to have sex, and I'd be like, no, I I don't want to. I'm not into it. And I was not always, like, ready to go. Granted, you could probably, like, get me to want to easier than with a chick, because it's like, you know pop my penis in your mouth and then I'm like oh okay fine <laughs> let's do it but you know it's not that I like we just had sex 24-7 um alright here's another quote so having gay friends is great because a gay friend will be more in tune to women and more likely to have female friends oh man I have never been well I mean I was married for a long time so I never what's a long time uh I was married for six years I was in a relationship for 11 okay so yeah uh pretty much my entire adult life and I never got to leverage my gay friends to kind of meet women Mm -hmm. technically once but uh, <laughs> what would happen would be that I would go out with a specific uh, friend of mine, very close, that he would be the least threatening person hmm. because he's 
clearly gay, super friendly, loves the booze, and <laughs> we'd be out, and he could just walk up to a group of pretty women that we didn't know, and he would have such a, a like much higher success rate of establishing some kind of kinship with them. Yeah, uh, yeah, and and the party could always roll with him, and maybe it's just his personality, but him being gay probably helped. I suck at that. Like, really? I, yeah, it looks like, like your zone. Walking up to random straight women, being like, "Hey, you straight should women go. love Kyle, you so you, much." You don't go after. You don't seek the attention. No, but you're like, introverted, right? And and the idea of walking up to someone to like try to like wingman a friend is like, even though it's not for me, is like so overwhelming. Like, I don't want to walk up to a rando. And it's interesting. I really feel. Like, there's something about confidence in all of this, right? Like, when the stakes are really low, it allows you to be confident and project yourself and engage in a way that you might not otherwise be able to. So, I will walk up to the hottest chicks on the planet and just rap with them all day because it's just talk. Right, yeah, you like, don't you don't have any skin. In I have the game. no, I have no skin in the game. I have no expectations, nope. and that just really is is super uh, 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 uninhibiting. Yeah. Um, no, I like, but I I feel like I'm just uncomfortable on anyone. Like striking up any kind of conversation with anyone, I'm awkward. So like the for me, my like I'm anxious, and like my anxiety makes it so even talking to a straight chick is like uncomfortable. Hmm. Like talking to anyone new is weird for me because I'm just like, oh, what if they hate me? Here's a quote. So, uh, I, I know this is a stereotype, but straight men feel they can talk to gay men about fashion and ask them if they're looking okay. I know that I'm different and I will bring it up anyway. I will, I will bring up fashion to my straight friends. I, I think I only have one like uber fashion gay friend. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, the majority of my gay friends uh, are not in tune to fashion at the at the stereotype level. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, would, would you say that you're a better dresser than Kyle? Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, I he, said he's that in agreement. He said yeah. that earlier. So. I said that earlier, so you don't have to worry. About it. Um, I, I okay. What I will go on record is that I I care more than Kyle does. Yeah, that's so true. Do people mistake you for being gay? It has happened. What do they? What, what happens when that does? Are they like? Do they hit on you, or is it people that are like? Do they ask you about it? In in high school, I think there were whispers about mm-hmm. it, and I didn't even know gay people back then. So I think there were just whispers because I liked shoes. <laughs> And you don't know what to do with a stereotype when you're 17. You are crazy obsessed with shoes. Yeah, I am. Yeah. So getting back to the original thing, uh, the I will be at a club and I'll go to I'll go to these gay clubs because I was invited by someone and I'm hanging there with a friend and then uh, somebody I don't know comes up. We strike up a conversation and I have to like double or triple down on no, dude. I'm super straight because they don't believe you at first. Yes, yes. That that there will be a check in of like, are you gay? And I'm like, no, 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 I'm not. <laughs> and then what do they do? Like, but yeah, you are. Yeah, yeah. It'll yeah, and then I'll be like, no, man, no. Like, like the second I drop a man, a dude. Oh. Hey, man, I yeah. That's key. 
You're right. A man or a dude or a buddy. That's no, like, buddy. That's, that's, nah, that's, buddy. That's that's the line. That's a gay Straight insecticide. <laughs> insecticide. You were at a club with me one time when a guy, like, randomly got my number. Do you not remember this? And no, you were just like, I... I think he was doing something you don't think he was doing. Was, that, was I super drunk? Yeah, of course you were super <laughs> drunk. You had so many vodka crayons. <laughs> Vodka soda? Yeah. I don't drink vodka crane. I'm not that gay. Um, <laughs> I, what? No, I don't remember this. Oh, he okay. gave you his number? He, no, um, yeah. You gave him your number? Yeah, I think he, like, we, because we were talking about internet marketing the entire time, too, and so I was trying to give him, like, a smidgen of free advice about SEO, and then he texted me, and then you were like, dude, I think that he was looking to hook up with you, and... When you meet... A gay dude at a gay club and give him your I number. Know, I know. Maybe that's why people. Maybe that's why they're not sure. One time I got a job interview out of it. <laughs> so you're you're just going to gay clubs prowling for new work. Doug's trying to blow his way to the top. Yeah. <laughs> I had five interviews at a company, and by the fifth interview, I had to let the guy know, like, "Oh yeah, I'm about to get married." To a woman, and then the job magically vanished. <laughs> oh, wow! Yeah, in this study, they looked at gay and straight relationships. These hundred and sixty men, and one of the most common fears that straight men had about having a purely platonic relationship with a gay person was that their feelings of platonic association were going to turn into love and uncover some weird gayness that they had that they weren't in touch with. Mm -hmm. Does that does that resonate with you at all to think that? Or th I don't think so. Or at least you get it. Yes, uh, totally. That, like, I don't have that fear. <laughs> but I have definitely gotten attention from my gay friends of, like, Ah, the door's open. <laughs> ah, you know, like, like that has definitely been there. That's one of the things listed as the benefits of the relationship. Complimentary attention from the gay men. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've like, uh, there is the affectionate touching of, like, a little on the other side of brotherly. <laughs> okay. Like, like... A little bit of a of a yeah like intimate touch yeah 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 a, a back rub that you're just like oh, okay this does feel good but I can I know what it means to be a woman and be touched in a place that I don't want to be touched I do think that's an uh. interesting thing that like you now get to get that feeling of what's typically held as like the what the woman gets is like getting hit on or like touching that is like. Kind oh, of yeah. leading up to, like, that must be a weird feeling to suddenly be in that position. Yeah, yeah. I've, I, like, I I was in town from uh, when I was living in Detroit and I was staying with a friend. And, like, the guy was on the edge of, like, hey, you kind of want to fool around? I was like, not, nah, no, not, like, and, and it was, it never, ever progressed to that point. But what was happening was that... He was testing the boundary. It was mm -hmm. like the scene in Jurassic Park where the dinosaur like touches the fence and then, you know, <laughs> tries to find those weak spots. It's like, <laughs> like trying to feel you for which spot might be gayest. Yeah. And I felt like I was like, well, I don't want to be a dick and just sh like be like, hey, stop it. But I'm like, uh, 
This is weird. So, like, I want a back rub. Yeah. But I don't want your nice. back rub. Yes. <laughs> I get that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I There was a New York Times article that I read that was called The Rise of the Bromosexual Friendship. Which I liked that word, bromosexual. But it was talking about the progression of, like, especially in media, this showing of this relationship between straight guys and gay guys, which, you know, it's progressing in Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. It said it that presented gay men as magical beings who functioned as helpers to heterosexual men, schooling them in manners of fashion and decor while keeping much of their own lives off screen. Mm-hmm. Which I didn't realize, like, you think of Queer Eye for the Straight Guy being so progressive for having, you know, five gay guys and talking, even talking to a straight guy. But now when you look at it, it just seems so backwards of like, it's purely about serving privilege, right? Yeah. Like, yeah very good it, point. Yeah. But I was obsessed with that show. When it was on. <laughs> I always watched it. <laughs> Why? I, uh, because I thought that there, they had a secret recipe mm. and that if, I mean, like KFC, I don't just let, like if I could mold myself to do these certain things, then all my problems would go away. Mm. Now I know that's that, that's really destructive, <laughs> and <laughs> you know that you uh, you met me, and then you're like, ah, fuck, all gay guys aren't fashionable and do <laughs> 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 decor. <laughs> Um, but it actually talked about Scream Queens as showing a more modern view of the straight and gay male relationship because Nick Jonas is so a hot. super hot gay <laughs> dude um, and has a relationship, has a friendship with a straight guy and they like play golf together and they, also they spoon in bed. Wait, Nick Jonas yeah. is gay? No, but his in, character was in Scream Queens. Okay. In Scream Queens and in my mind. Okay. Those yeah. are the two places Got he's it. gay. Yeah. And that... Hot guy, I forget his name, that he spooned. He just goes by Hot Guy. Hot Guy, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, You went to school with him. I did go to school. He was in, uh, when I was in college, he was in one of my committees. And I just. Is that code for, like, no, no, no. (laughs) I wish. Oh, no. He just actually was in a committee I was on, and I, like, I would just, I would have meetings so I could look at him. (laughs) (laughs) I'm calling a meeting where we sit quietly for 30 minutes and all take our shirts off. Um, should we take a break? Sure. We always take a break. We always take a break for no reason. For no good reason. But it's a thing now, so we have to keep doing yep. it. All right. We'll be, we'll be back. Uh, I'm going to pee and get more booze. Oh, okay. That's the, that's the reason. That's the real reason we have breaks, <laughs> even though we actually keep them in. But yeah. Okay. We'll be back after we'll, this. We'll be back. And we're back. We're back. Mike, what? do you feel both relieved and refreshed? Relieved, yes. Not refreshed yet? I haven't started drinking it yet. You like, need to work on that. <laughs> you have a glass of wine in front of you. So we were talking on the break about how we've talked a lot about what Doug gets out of having gay friends. I'm actually not clear what you get out of being friends with me because <laughs> it's none of the things that you're supposed to. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. But what do you get out of having a straight friend? What do you get out of being friends with Doug? Right? All the things that he should be getting from me, like fashion advice and <laughs> emotional conversations. And um, I was just thinking this. We were a few days ago at a bar where um, we were at a gay bar with a bunch of gay friends. And it's like, I feel like what straight people don't realize is when you're with your gay friends, anyone can be into anyone in the group, which is not what it's like with a group of straight guys and girls. Like, 
you know, usually the attraction goes to certain people and not others, but with gay guys. So it's like this weird chain of like, this person likes that person and that person likes that person and that person likes two other people. And it's like, it's just so, I think it's so messy. weird. Yeah, it's messy. And so with, with straight people, the benefit is you just get to not think about it. You know that you're no one's into anyone and you just get to set that aside. And uh, I think that's so that's there's nice. a safety factor. I'm a, there's, I'm a safe person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I don't have to be like, I'm not trying to get you to be into me. So I don't have to like I don't have to try to be like cute around you okay. or be funny around you. I can be a little bit more myself. Where I feel like there's a little bit of kind of like competition or not. I don't know if competition is the right word, but like a, a kind of like you kind of have to be on for your gay friends. Mm-hmm. One of the things that we talked about earlier was that uh, straight guys get to hang out with gay guys and know that they get to have sort of a male connection without sexual attraction. But the reciprocal of that is one of these quotes that it's uh, so a quote. Sure, my straight friend is super hot, but he's not into me back, so I get to just enjoy how he looks. And like, I don't want to make it uncomfortable. Like, like Doug's an attractive dude, and that's but that's not part of the dynamic, which is great, right? Like, yeah. just this yeah, is, this is Doug. He's aesthetically pleasing. <laughs> so like, we just get to enjoy looking at a hot guy. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you'd like that, right, Doug? I'm a weak eight. <laughs> <laughs> Does that weird to you, Doug, thinking, like, you could be hanging out with a group of gay guys and, like, a bunch of gay guys are into you? There's a part of that that's appealing. Like, I like the attention. (laughs) I am attracted to praise and good vibes. So, like, being around people that like you, I get sometimes for any reason, is nice, but... You do want to be liked and appreciated for the the traits that you broadcast. You know, like you're more than just a pretty face, right? That's yeah. what Doug really wants. The message Doug wants yeah. to get out there, but there's more to him. But it, it is nice to be like wanted and liked, yeah. and so that doesn't make you uncomfortable thinking that like I don't think gay so, dudes no. might be into you. No, because I feel I actually get that you know from straight women mm-hmm. like. When they get drunk, sometimes they say to me, like, oh, Kyle, why couldn't you be straight? And then I get really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But I think it's the same thing of, like... Some- but you do so you do get uncomfortable about it. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I feel really uncomfortable because it's, like... Because you think that's her making a move? No, no. I, I, what makes me uncomfortable is that it's, like, she's saying, if you were straight, we would definitely be together. And that's, like, a very presumptive thing to say. I'm, what if I'm not into you, even if I were straight? Like, to just assume, like, oh, we, just because we're friends, oh, we could totally be in a relationship if you weren't gay. I, like, that's just strange to me. It's because you're broadcasting all of the traits that she's looking for in a companion. And really, the only thing that's missing is, like, the sex part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The physical touch. Because yeah. you're, you're an attractive male, you listen you're willing to talk about intimate details or at least show some kind of vulnerability. All things like dudes just mostly aren't good. Like they're good at one of the three, but not all three. Yeah, for sure. It's a sort of an aside, but I read this whole article. It was a Reddit post actually, but this straight guy was posting on Reddit about all of these amazing qualities of his best friend and wondering if, he should just have a sexless relationship. Hmm. Like, are we actually made for each other except for the sex part? Hmm. Lots of marriages are sexless and they're perfectly great. Is that 
Is that crazy to think oh, like that? I've thought about this uh, t- um, so many times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that uh, I have a friend that uh, he was actually the best man at my wedding. Mm-hmm. Gay guy. had He broke up with his longtime partner. And, like, we, yeah, we had, I don't know if we had serious talks about this, but this idea of, like, yeah, we could just get along and live together and then fuck whoever we wanted to fuck and then come home and have, like, a civil relationship. Mm-hmm. That wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> Were you the best man at his wedding? No. You might be someday. He's getting a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> this is my new mission in life. Is to whatever wedding this happens happen. next, I want to be the best man. That's be my entire the goal. power couple. Yep, and then I'm yep. going to break you up, and right. then you're going to be then... in a sex with... Relationship with me. We're going to go from power couple to power bottom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Kyle, the other quote that I got uh, about gay guys with, with friends who are straight was, uh, quote, every time I hang out with my gay friends, we have to spend a half an hour talking about how they think they get, have to get to the gym or how fat they feel. But with my straight friend, we just sit in a crowded bar and drink. It's like a mini vacation from my life. I think I have more conversations with straight guys about how they think they need to get to the gym. Really? Yep. Wow. I don't talk about that with gay dudes. Why not? Because I don't go to the gym so they know that there's nothing to talk to me about. <laughs> You're not a very vain person. Thank you. Yeah. Mike, on the other hand. No. <laughs> vain as fuck. Yeah, I'm a dick. <laughs> How is the relationship dynamic different for you two are both gay but not... You're plutonic. You're not actively fucking, mm-hmm. nor you're not planning on it anytime soon. Mm-hmm. So your guys' interaction, how does that differ from the interaction with straight Doug? Hmm. So for me, and I don't know if this is universal, so I'll just speak for me. I have a very difficult time seeing my friends as sexual objects. That's my straight friends, my fraternity brothers who are straight, uh, and then even my gay friends, like... Kyle and I, I have a bunch of other other friends that I run with, and I just have a, a really I, I have a hang up about seeing them as sexual objects, and some part of me just shuts it off, which I'm offended by. <laughs> I want to be viewed mostly as a sexual object, so the fact that I can't get you there is uh... oh, I'm into you for your brain. That's the, my brain's so dumb. <laughs> so I don't know why you would do that, <laughs> but uh, so I. Through that lens, there is no difference, right? Like, you and Kyle, in in my brain schema, are the same relationship. We just talk about shit, and it is what it is. There's maybe some topic differences. Like, I know that I I would talk to Kyle about Britney Spears and probably not bring her up with you. At least not very much. But uh, it's the the tone is the same. The feel is the same. I feel... I'm like opposite of you like i feel yeah. very different like i oh, for one i think just like when i talk to my family how i have a different like i almost try to sound straighter like not consciously but i think it just happens like i think when i talk to straight guys part like i kind of cover up a little of the gayness you yeah speech accommodation yeah, yeah. speech accommodation that is a great phrase that's exactly what it, i do and whereas i don't think about that around like gay dudes that i hang out with or with you mike um, but I also, like, it was weird earlier, before we started recording, I showed you a picture of a dude's dick, which was, like, weird for me, and I normally wouldn't do that. Like, normally those kinds of top, that specific kind of topic, or 
you know, sh- showing grinder profiles or talking about the specifics of a hookup, I don't do that with Doug okay. as much. But as was that was Mike. that because I made you do it? Because yes. it was like the size of an arm. Yes. <laughs> yes, for sure. I would not have done that had you not said you should okay. do it. Well, all right. But, so let's say if I had the equivalent photo of, I mean, like no woman has snuffleupagus hanging <laughs> off of her body. <laughs> but if I showed you pictures of a girl, like if but you've done nudes, that. oh nudes. I know. Yeah, I'll, I'll like show you pictures of like girls I'm about to go on dates with, but yeah. not. I, you don't get to see their like brown eye. No. Yeah. <laughs> Ew, is that a name for a vagina? No, it's a butt. (laughs) (laughs) And no no woman is sending their asshole to me. I I have not reached that level. One of the worst parts about being gay is when you go on dating, like or hookup apps, like, you might get random pictures of buttholes. I don't want to see your butthole. That is the worst. Why? I don't want to see your butthole. No butthole looks good. Penises are funky in photos. Like... Oh, you love them, huh? Yeah. Okay. I'm fine with the dick. There's no, not all of them. Not all of them. <laughs> you talked about my own. <laughs> um, yeah, but I, I, I feel like I won't go into specifics with you that I might go into with my. Sure. Huh. Is that for your sake or his? Probably both. Like probably I. Well, it's it's since I don't know what you're thinking, it's probably me projecting. Like, oh, he doesn't want to know about the like ten inch long I just slapped across my face. <laughs> the general stereotype <laughs> is that that kind of talk freaks out straight dudes. Yeah. I am on the other side of the spectrum on that, so it doesn't like freak me out. But like, I don't need to be slapped across the face with a penis. Oh, it's you should try it. Once. Really, just uh, just 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 like, get a. Is it is it. A gentle slap, like a playful, no. or does it I'm make guessing, a noise? I'm for Kyle, the harder the better. Yeah. It's, like, like, it's a wind up and a smack, and if it leaves a mark, wow. Then no, I've, I've never done that, but um, <laughs> it sounds great. I wouldn't mind. Um, there's something I, in this New York Times article that I mentioned, the rise of the bromosexual friendship. It was it was really cool because it mentioned how the older generation. Um, the fear of being out with straight men, you know, you'd get bullied, you'd get rejected. There's so much like negativity and fear associated with that, that now, um, one of the guys they talked to said friendships with straight men can be very healing by being out to a straight guy and then actually being friends with them. Kind of all this past bullying or fear that you had about being out can actually, you get kind of this sense of closure, this feeling of you know, confirmation that you're okay and that it's okay that you're gay and that a straight person will actually accept you. Um, it's kind of nice. Yeah. 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 It's, it's normalizing. It's validation. Yeah. Right. I am really thankful and close with my fraternity brothers and very thankful for them. And for a lot of them, they knew me as a quote unquote straight person and then were there for me through the coming out process and the divorce process and the fact that very little about our relationship actually changed mm-hmm. was validating and healing. And I think that healing is exactly the right word. So before we move on to the gayest and straightest thing about us this week, we will uh, remind you that our website is gayishpodcast.com. So check that out. We post uh, things we talk about, the studies we talk about, occasionally corrections to things I get wrong. 
Yep. And we post weekly on both iTunes and the Google Play Store in mm-hmm. addition to our site. Yeah. Uh, we have uh, Twitter at Gayish Podcast. And we have a Facebook group, which is uh, facebook.com slash groups slash Gayish Podcast. There are a lot of people in that Facebook group. Now. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, get on that. Get people. on that like a dick. Like just ride <laughs> that shit. Feel good about it. Your disco stick. <laughs> ride that disco stick. Uh, and, uh, we also have an email address that we haven't mentioned in a while. Um, so if you want to know something about being gay, you feel like you have a stereotype that you either fit or don't fit into, uh, send us an email at gayishpodcast at gmail.com. Do it today. Do it today. Like right now. I mean, li- li- listen to the rest of this because we have more stuff. <laughs> but after that, then email us. And so it's time for our gayest and straightest of the week. Yeah. Um, you want to start? Sure. The okay, I went to a wedding this weekend, um, and it was with my straight friends. So the gayest thing about me, I think, is my straight friends use the phrase "balls deep" all the time, and it makes me really uncomfortable. I don't tell them that, but like, that's one of those phrases I never hear a gay dude saying "balls deep," and they like talk about like, "Oh, I went balls deep into that chili," or like, you know, it's not about like women; it's just. Using that phrase, I, I don't know. I just feel yeah. Like they're invoking the image of, of a penis into an orifice of some kind, but like like it's that this phrase. Is, this is, is food. Why are you talking about that? <laughs> Why like are you that? balls yeah. deep in chili? Like that's weird. So uh, I felt super gay when they talked about that. The, <laughs> the straightest thing about me was when I danced. Really? I suck at dancing. I'm a tall white dude and it shows when I dance. I think everyone assumes that gay guys can dance really well and I cannot. And so there was like, I fucking hate dance circles, you know, like, and that always happens at weddings. They're like 10 people standing in a circle, just like dancing and you don't know how to get out of it. And someone makes you go in the middle. Oh God. It's, I hate it. One at a time. We're going to pretend to admire each other's awkward bullshit. Exactly. (laughs) And I just always do weird shit. Like, like pretend to hump someone or do a booty (laughs) dance. Like I'm terrible at dancing. You used to do the stand up routine where you talked about what your dancing looks like. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, that it looks like, I'm a Pez dispenser rowing a robo. Yeah. <laughs> it's super right. <laughs> yeah. We should get a gif of that. Oh, God. <laughs> Sorry, everyone, for having to watch that. Uh, Mike, what's your gayest and straightest thing? Uh, so my gayest thing this week, um, I recently joined an underwear club, which... That's gay enough, right? But uh, I got my monthly shipment, and this time they put in a jock strap, And... I put on this jock strap and been wearing it around and it makes my butt feel weird, but I think I kind of like it. It's pretty gay. Are you wearing it now? I am. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh isn't that great? Yeah. Do you want to see it? No. no I mean, <laughs> yes, no, I don't know. This is like that dude's giant dick. Like, do I show, do you show it or no? You, you can keep that to yourself. That's a secret just for you. Okay. A jock strap is a secret you get, you get to keep. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, you can't see it then. Okay. Cool. Doug. Doug. Oh, I didn't mention this. I've, I've decided we need to implement a rule that, especially when straight oh, people aren't. Don't say I had sex with a yeah, woman. Yeah, that kind of defeats Because if yeah. we're going to be real about it, the gayest thing about me is the dick that slapped my yeah. face. Yeah. Like, that's. <laughs> we saw the salami. The size the... of that huge dick that was inside Four of me. ounces of semen I swallowed this weekend. <laughs> that, that was pretty gay. Yeah, yeah. So last weekend, I ran a half marathon. There's nothing gay or straight about that. 
until I was running and I was blowing these monster snot rockets out of my nose. <laughs> and I know that, like, Kyle and I, we run together, and there's at no time are you blowing your nose in a, like, violent force. I, <laughs> I've never said anything, but I see you do that, and I'm like, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and I know as I'm just hawking them. <laughs> hard out my nose that that is the straightest thing I could be doing. Yep. Um, you started you started saying that and you, you said uh, blowing, blowing monster. That's going to be a straight thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And, and uh, as a result of my my half marathon, my my feet were a little fucked up. Mm-hmm. And so today I had a day off to like recoup from my trip. And I went out on a big old spa day. So I had, uh, and this was the first time I ever did any of this by myself. So I went and I had a mani pedi. And gay. yeah, so, so gay. Uh, and w- which was really weird because it was in the middle of the afternoon and I was the only person in there and these two Korean women are, are working on me and you know how they're chatting in Korean and you always think that they're just shit talking about you the yeah. entire time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They so, definitely are. They definitely are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I did that. And then for some reason, right after that, I had this inkling where I'm like, I'm all in. So I got my eyebrows done. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I they look great. Thank you. <laughs> I've never done. I've never got never gotten eyebrows. your eyebrows done. No, I've gotten it done many times, but. It was like my ex setting up the appointment. So this was the first time I ever walked into a place and said, please wax my eyebrows and make me look pretty. That seems like more and more common that straight dudes can like take care of themselves and it's not a gay thing anymore. The metrosexual. Yeah. I feel like I've had to tell a couple of my straight friends, like, you got to be shaving your balls. Like, you just balls, balls, not pubic hair, balls, for sure, balls. Um, I because I think there's nothing worse than like you're given a blowjob and there's hairy balls and you're like Ugh, like I gotta wade through this forest to get to some oh. good stuff. Huh. Everyone, public service announcement: clean your balls, clean your life, clean your heart. <laughs> the more you know, the more you know. Rainbow. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for being on. Yeah. I Thank really appreciate it. Yeah. I've always wanted to be on a podcast. Yeah, well, now... You're on the know. most successful podcast <laughs> that we are involved in. <laughs> uh, so that's it. This has been Gayish. I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. And until next week, be butch, be fabulous, be you. See you next week. See ya.